Hello and welcome back to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we learned that David anointed his son Solomon to be the next king over Israel. Can you count how many kings of Israel we have learned about so far? Do you remember the name of Israel's very first king? If you said Saul, then you are correct. Saul was the first king who ruled over Israel. The second king was David. And now Solomon would be the third king to rule over Israel. Just as David had been young when he was anointed king, so Solomon was a young man when he became king. Solomon had some big shoes to fill. His father had been a beloved and faithful king to Israel. Everyone loved him. What would they think of Solomon? Would he be a good king like his father? Solomon knew he needed help. Where could Solomon find help? His father had already passed away. He couldn't go to his father David to ask for advice or wisdom. Where would Solomon find help to rule and be a good king over Israel? Well, Solomon started by following in his father David's footsteps and showing his love for the Lord by following his father's example. One day, Solomon went up to Gibeon to offer sacrifices unto the Lord. A temple had not yet been built. God had promised David that his son would build a temple for him. The temple would be the place where God's presence would dwell, just like his presence dwelt in the tabernacle in the desert among the people. Do you remember the tabernacle? Moses built the tabernacle in the wilderness, and the tabernacle was where the priests would offer the sacrifices on the altar before the Lord. Well, because there was no tabernacle or temple built yet to offer sacrifices at, the Israelites set up certain places throughout Israel to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Gibeon was one of the places where the Israelites would offer sacrifices to God in worship. It was at Gibeon, while Solomon was offering sacrifices, that the Lord appeared to him. That night, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and he said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Well, truth seekers, that's quite an offer. God was offering to give Solomon whatever he asked for. What do you think Solomon would ask God for? Gold? Silver? Diamonds? A beautiful palace? The best food? The best clothing? Fame and popularity? Solomon could have asked God for anything. But Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on this throne to this very day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. 
Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Did you hear that? Solomon didn't ask for wealth or fame. He asked for wisdom. He knew he needed God's wisdom to rule over so many people and to be a good king. Well, the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in my ways and obey my statutes and commands, as David your father did, I will give you a long life. God was so pleased that Solomon did not ask selfishly, but asked for wisdom and discernment, that God not only answered Solomon's request for wisdom, he also promised to give him great wealth and honor among the people. Then Solomon awoke and he realized it had been a dream. He returned to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant that his father David had brought to the city, and there he sacrificed burnt offerings unto the Lord. Then he gave a feast for all his court. And so it came true. God did give Solomon wisdom and very great insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the men of the east and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt. He was wiser than any other man and his fame spread to all the surrounding nations. He spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered a thousand and five. He was so wise, he even understood scientific things, like how plants grow from the cedar of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows out of walls. He could explain it all. He could even teach people about animals and birds, reptiles and fish. Men of all nations came to listen to Solomon's wisdom, sent by all the kings of the world who had heard his wisdom. God had truly answered Solomon's request. This wisdom would help Solomon when it came to making difficult decisions for his people. His own people would come to him to be a judge for them. One day as Solomon was sitting on his throne, listening to the cases of different people, two women came before him. One of them said, My Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. I had a baby while she was there with me. The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us and our babies. During the night, this woman's son died because she accidentally lay on top of him. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, your servant, was asleep. She put him by her side and put her dead son by my side. The next morning I got up to nurse my son and he was dead, but when I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't the son I had born, she had switched them. 
Then the other woman chimed in and said, No, the living one is my son. The dead one is yours. But the first one insisted, No, the dead one is yours. The living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. The king listened to them arguing and finally he said, This one says, My son is alive and your son is dead. While that one says, No, your son is dead and mine is alive. What would King Solomon do? How would he know who was telling the truth and who was lying? How would he know whose mother the baby belonged to? Then the king said, Bring me a sword. Oh dear, what was he going to do with a sword? So they brought a sword for the king. He then gave an order, Cut the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Wait! Did Solomon just say what I think he said? Cut the baby in half? Suddenly, the real mother of the baby who was alive was filled with compassion for her son and pleaded with the king, Please, my lord, you can give her the living baby. She can have him. Just do not kill him. The other woman said, Neither I nor you shall have him. Go ahead and cut him in two. Then the king knew who the real mother was. A mother would never want to see her child killed or cut in two. So Solomon knew the first mother was the true mother of the living baby. He never intended to cut the baby in half. He was only testing the women to see who the true mother of the baby was. He then gave his ruling, Give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him. She is his mother. When all Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe. They were amazed because they saw that he had great wisdom from God to administer justice. Dear truth seekers, if anyone was a truth seeker, it was Solomon. More than riches or fame, Solomon sought God's truth and wisdom. The Bible tells us that when we seek God first and his righteousness, then all other things we need will be given to us. It all goes back to acknowledging that he is there with us. Solomon acknowledged God before anything else and God answered his request. Solomon knew this and in one of his Proverbs he wrote, Look for wisdom like silver. Search for it like hidden treasure. If you do this, you will understand what it means to respect the Lord and you will come to know God. The Lord is the source of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding come from His mouth. If we want wisdom, we must look to God. He knows everything. He has all the wisdom and truth we could ever need. Did you know that when you ask Jesus to come and live inside of you, that not only does He live in you, but He gives you His wisdom? That's right. You have the wisdom of God inside of you. The Holy Spirit helps to give us understanding and He opens our eyes to see things and learn things we didn't know before. When you start reading your Bible, the Holy Spirit helps you understand it. Something that might seem difficult or confusing, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand. This is called revelation. Can you say revelation? When you listen to the True Seekers Bible stories, Do you learn things about God you didn't know before? That's revelation. The Holy Spirit reveals truth to you as you read the Bible. 
The more you read the Bible, the more revelation you will receive. God has given us the Holy Spirit as a helper to help us know Him better. It's not in our own wisdom or our own understanding, but it's God's wisdom. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Kings chapters 3 and 4. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much that when we need wisdom, we can come to you. When we're confused and we don't know what to do and we don't understand, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come and open our eyes to see and understand your truth as we study your word and as we listen to your truth. We know we can come to you. Just as you were willing to give Solomon the wisdom he needed, so you are willing to help us too. We ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to open our eyes and give us more and more revelation of you and who you are. The more we listen to and read your stories in the Bible, open our eyes and our hearts to know you better. We don't want to know just about you. We want to know you personally as our Father, our King, and our best friend. Thank you for giving us everything we need in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I'd like to read a special prayer that was sent in by Stanford. Stanford emailed me a prayer from our episode on David when we talked about how David wrote many prayers in the form of songs in the book of Psalms. Well, here is Stanford's prayer that I want to read to you. He says, Dear Heavenly Father, I love you. You are the powerfulest of all and the mightiest and the greatest. Please help us to forgive each other and thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for your prayer, Sanford. It is so true that God is the most powerful and mightiest of all. Thank you for reminding us of that. If you would still like to send in one of your prayers that you have written to God, if you'd like to share that with us, you can email it to Grant at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me, and I look forward to our time together next week. <music>